Welcome to the Made For More podcast, hosted by yours truly. If you don't know me, hey, I'm Isabel, certified mindset and life transformation coach that specializes in helping ambitious women with discovering your passions, romanticizing your money, and unlocking your hidden potential. Here, you've already witnessed my journey along with many special guests, such as multi-six-figure coaches and entrepreneurs and like-minded individuals who decided to dream bigger as soon as they realized that they were meant for so much more. Chances are, if you're here, you know you are too. So what do you say? Are you ready to say yes to yourself? Well, get ready because you're about to move like you've never moved before. Let's tap into the knowing that you were undeniably made for more. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast this week. I'm so excited to be joined with Gabby, who happens to be a health and mindset coach and specializes in helping women worldwide heal their relationship with themselves when it comes to nutrition, wellness, and overall self-confidence. I can't wait for you guys to grasp all of the juicy topics in today's episode, because not only do we go into what it really means to incorporate more wellness into your life, what it means to truly prioritize your health and all of the different benefits of masculine and feminine energy behind the scenes of your business, behind the scenes of your job, of your overall relationship, and what that really means to cultivate an actual nourishing, harmonizing life beyond just the stigmas that society loves to put so much pressure on us for. Be sure to tune in the entire episode because I cannot emphasize enough how empowering the key takeaways in this episode are. So be sure to reach out to Gabby and me on Instagram. I will leave both of our social links in the description below where you can both continue to support us and follow us, reach out for one-to-one coaching, and just let us know what were some of your biggest insights on today's episode because I'm telling you this one is going to change your life. So with that being said, I hope you guys enjoy the episode. Hello, Gabby. Thank you so much for joining me on today's podcast episode. I'm so excited for you to join me. As previously mentioned, this is just a very lovely aspect to bring to the podcast. And in terms of everyone in general, when it comes to your niche being health and fitness, um, also mindset and lifestyle, um, all of the the amazing things that you have um, to share with us today. I'm excited to get started on. Tell me a little bit about yourself. Where are you from? Um, where, like, Tell me a little bit about your background and what you do. Yeah, I would love to. Well, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to share my story and my journey and kind of like my take on things um, when it comes to health, fitness, mindset, wellness, all of all of it and building my own business and my experience there. Um, like you said, my name is Gabby. I'm 24 years old. I am originally from Delaware. I born and raised there and I currently live in Philly because I wanted the city life while still being close to my family. I'm such a family girl. So um, that's where I am now. I'm located in Philadelphia, been running my business for about three years now. Um, I coach women, um, health and wellness, health, fitness, wellness mindset. It's kind of all jumbled into one. Um, but what, who I really work with are women who struggle with their relationship with food in their body and how to cultivate a healthier relationship with both of those things through, um, you know, 
um, changing their physique, body recomposition, accomplishing that, but also not feeling defined by their body or defined by certain things, um, which is why my business is called Define, um, working on the mindset piece, really figuring out and remembering that everyone's journey is going to look different and you need to define what that looks like for you. So really my mission in life in general, and as I continue to grow and expand into different avenues of my business and supporting women, it's really the core value and the core mission that I hope to help women with when it comes to changing their life, because it's been how I've changed mine is just like redefining yourself and not based off of the stigmas or the standards or the extremes or anything, honestly, external and really turning inward and focusing on what that looks like, body, mind, and soul. Yes. Oh my goodness. I love all of those key points right there. And I'm sure we're going to go through so many of those Um, in terms of your background and your story. I mean, what made you branch off into this type of niche? Like what made this you as your brand? I have been passionate about health and fitness my entire life. I was an athlete my entire life. Uh, when I got to college, I um, wanted to study psychology and neuroscience. I was always super passionate about some human behavior and mindset side of things, um, just mindset in general. So I was a neuroscience major going into college. Um, but when I did go to college, I was lost my identity as an athlete and I developed an eating disorder, which really poured me or kind of like channeled me into nutrition and fitness and a a different side of that, um, that wasn't athletics and sports performance based. Um, so my eating disorder was definitely super shaping to my, um, kind of journey into the health and fitness space as a coach. Um, but the mindset piece of things has always been a huge passion of mine. The, um, mental health piece of things has always been a huge passion of mine. And honestly, that's what I studied a lot through college was the link between nutrition and mental health. Um, so I was both a neuroscience and a nutrition major throughout college. And I knew that when I graduated, I wanted to help people in some type of way with how they can connect, how they're taking care of their body physically with what that could do for them mentally, specifically around anxiety, depression, because that's where a lot of the research is right now when it comes to gut health, mental health, the gut brain connection, all of that. So I studied a lot of that in college. Um, and when I graduated, I knew I wanted to be in the health and fitness space. That was a passion of mine. I had hired multiple coaches throughout my eating disorder recovery journey slash disordered eating recovery journey who literally changed so many areas of my life. And I knew that I wanted to do that for other women, which is what and why I started my coaching business. Um, and you know, that has kind of been my evolution ever since is how can I merge together, taking care of your body with also taking care of your mind. And more recently have kind of dove into the spirituality soul piece of things, which I know you love to talk about as well and how to kind of integrate all three together. So, yeah, I love that. It's like you're, you're, you literally have like the three elements kind of just piecing together, you know, um, every coach and every, everyone has a different niche that they specialize in. Right. Um, so when it comes to, you know, certain people having in like the fitness and health, then there's mindset coaches. And then it's like, I've been kind of playing with like, what do I really want to represent? Do I really just want to re- represent one niche instead of just like, you know, having multiple things? Cause a lot of us are just multi-passionate about so many different topics, you know, 
Yeah, that's definitely been my biggest challenge recently as an entrepreneur. And as you know, my journey has evolved, like that was six plus years ago that I was really struggling with my relationship with food and body. And as you know, I have that solid foundation now. Well, now I'm diving into other pieces of my own personal development journey and like adding that to the picture. And as my journey is evolving to different layers of myself, different challenges I'm facing, different guidance that I need, like no longer, I no longer need a health and fitness coach, but I need a coach and mentor when it comes to my personal development, my spirituality journey. And as I'm getting mentorship there, I'm like, dang, this is like changing my life even more. Like (laughs) I need to, I need to, you know, add this to what I do to my, with, with the women that I support, because you know, you know, healing my, how I treated my body, my relationship with food, that was only a small piece of the pie and piece of the puzzle. And there's so much more when it comes to you redefining yourself. Um, you need to go deeper. You need to do the inner work. And so, yeah, I totally resonate to that with like, okay, do I just want to stay into the niche of like body recomposition, food, fitness, or, you know, can I expand? And when I do expand, how do I continue to, Do I just, you know, full jump over or do I still, um, you know, support the fitness food side of things while also supporting the mindset piece of it as well? Yeah. I mean, it does always tie back to mindset, right? It always ties back into your subconscious programming. And, you know, we live in a world where we're told to be a certain way, look a certain way, act a certain way and feel a certain way in certain situations because all we're doing is constantly compartmentalizing information of what someone else is doing you know Mm -hmm. um, especially on social media through like our family and coworkers and friends and you know everyone around us it's like it's hard when you come to that point where you're like okay who am I like who do I want to be and how do I want to love my body who do I want to look at when I when I go out into the mirror every day and I wake up because like that's the person that's going to get me to where I want to be you know, not the money, not the career, not this, not that, you know? So it's like, that was a huge turning shift for me. Um, yeah. You know? Yeah. That identity piece for me too, is like, kind of like I was alluding to like the identity I was attached to as an athlete, then that identity I was attached to as the girl with an eating disorder then the identity I was attached to as like the health and fitness girl. And it's like, okay, now I'm at this place where, you know, I've broken free again from like the health and fitness kind of like being super controlling to my life. And there's almost like an identity crisis with that. Like, okay, if this isn't going to like control my entire life, then who am I? And that's where I really had to dive into the personal development, the inner work and, um, you know, breaking free from who am I being answered by some sort of external something and going inward. And I think, you know, that's where entrepreneurship can continue to you know, force you into personal development, force you into having to do that. So yeah, breaks you out of your comfort zone in like a million ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> It's like every time you think you've gotten to one point, there's like another limiting belief that you have to conquer. And it's like, okay, how do I look at this? And the whole tables, you got to like start returning them around and everything. But it's like, it's a blissful journey. Honestly, it's like, going from a place where there was like no growth and it was just like the same thing every day, expecting the same outcomes and like doing the same things, expecting different outcomes to completely evolving in this like never ending expansion of personal development. If you're built for it, you're meant for it is what I say. Oh my gosh, that 
hit so home for me in so many ways. Um, and I feel like it could definitely hit home for a lot of people listening to this because as a high achiever myself, it's, I've never been able to give 100% to every single bucket in my life. It's like, especially as an entrepreneur, like you were saying, it's like, you want all of your best energy to go into your business. Cause that's where you want to see all of the massive results. And so a lot of the practice that I've been trying to do has been trying to give more time um, and more harmony into my life, you know, going outside more often, prioritizing my workouts, eating a little bit more intuitively, um, and and not just, you know, eating the, the first thing that's around just because, you know, I, I don't have the time where I'm burning myself out. Um, and it really, like you said, comes down to the ways that you are, you know, putting everything last and what you're putting first. And, when it comes to the balance of like losing out on the health and the habits and the structure and all of the other buckets that need to be filled too, that's just coming out more of a desperate energy for the other buckets, right? It's, isn't there like a five bucket theory? I think that's what you were talking about, right? It's like the bucket. Yeah, I think that there is. I, I don't know that theory exactly. Um, but I'm sure that there's something out there where there's like all these, these buckets and where you're pouring into. And I think, you know, just giving yourself grace that like some seasons are going to be pouring into more than others. And like, that's okay. Like we preach 80, 20 balance, but that doesn't make sense because 80 and 20 aren't balanced yeah. <laughs> that is harmony. That is not balanced. It would be 50, 50. And if you gave 50, 50, to if you only gave 50% to all these different areas, or if you only gave a certain percentage, you're never going to actually improve. You're never actually going to grow. You need to be pouring into certain buckets more than others at certain times of your life. And then once you're able to establish routines, establish just subconscious things that are just like standards for you, like I don't have to think about you know, my nutrition or my workouts or things like that, because it's all second nature to me at this point that yeah. like, I'm able to uphold that bucket without specifically pouring into it. And I've gotten my body to a place where like, Hey, I feel really good and confident in my own skin. I'm just like maintaining myself. Now, if I want to go and I want to build lean muscle tissue, or if I want to lose a little bit of body fat, I'm going to have to make my health and fitness bucket a little bit more of a priority again. And understanding that like, okay, I'm going to have to take away a little bit. I'm going to have to spend a little bit more time doing extra cardio or meal prepping or things like that. So that's going to take away from maybe some other buckets, maybe my relationship bucket, because I'm, you know, not going out as often or, or, or whatever the case may be with that. But it's not getting empty. I'm still making that relationship bucket a priority. It's just in a different way, maybe. Um, yeah. And that's what I find too often is we get so focused on one bucket or that the other buckets start to empty. And that's when the health and fitness journey specifically talking about that becomes toxic, becomes disordered eating, becomes, you know, an unhealthy relationship with food in your body because it's all consuming to your ability to show up in other areas of your life. Yeah, a hundred percent. It's, it's like the, the quote of, you know, you have to enjoy the journey and not just the results. Cause if you're just results based, like what's the, like you coming back to your why, right? Like that's the point of being a coach. That's the, the reason why we started coaching is because we discovered our why, you know, why do you want a certain result? Not just because everyone else does it, not just because everyone else has it, you know, and that looks better, right? Like you said, it's like coming down to, am I enough as I am? 
am I enough with purpose that I'm meant to fulfill with achieving this daily routine, right? And I feel like there's so many, like, I feel like it's so saturated of like talking about daily routines. Like I just get this, like, I love my daily routine. Everybody has a daily routine, but I feel like every time I talk about daily routines, like everybody just like, like kind of like goes over, like hushes down this like structured daily routine. It's like, oh, well I have to work or I have to get up and rush. And, you know, I'm just barely able to sip down my coffee and that actually used to be me back in my corporate nine to five jobs where I was like, okay, I don't have a routine. My routine is just going to work and coming home and just, you know, expecting that things will eventually kind of fluctuate into place. Mm. So what would you say to those people? Like, is there a specific routine that you think works best for certain people? The one thing that I will say that I think a lot of people should adopt. There's like that saying out there, eat the frog, chase the lion, which is like when it comes to your things that you often are procrastinating or putting off or those things that are super important to you that you never find the time to do, you need to make those the first priority first. Like you need to put those at the beginning of your day. Those need to be your top three. And then, so eat the frog means like you do those things that you are always procrastinating or you're always dreading, like going to the gym. If you're someone who struggles to get to the gym consistently, like you need to wake up in the morning, go to the gym before you start your day. And you need to like make that a routine because Otherwise, you're going to continue to procrastinate it. It's going to continue to be put on the back burner. You're continuing to like train your mind that it's not the priority when it actually is. And how much better are you going to feel when getting to the gym is your is your current goal that you're really you're pouring into that bucket of getting to the gym, your health and fitness bucket, and you consistently for seven days straight, let's say, get up, go to the gym, or get up and do something in the morning that's moving your body how much better are you going to feel tackling the rest of your day? Like doing the rest of the things that you want to be, you're going to show up there as a better version of yourself, as a better person, instead of showing up to those things in the back of your head, knowing that you still have your workout to do later in the day that you're really dreading because you're always procrastinating it. So I would say um, there's no like specific routine, but like pick the one thing that you're really trying to focus on and just start with that. Start with like one 10 minute habit or one small thing and eat the frog do that first like where can you make that a priority in your day um first thing in your day like you can always make more time by waking up earlier and uh do that first and then you can tackle the rest of your day and you're going to tackle that rest of your day that much more you know in alignment with that higher version of yourself because you've made the promise you've kept the promise and now you know you don't have that lingering over your head um, as you're going throughout your day. So I would say that's probably the biggest tip that I have with creating routines. And then eventually you don't have to convince yourself to do that anymore. It's like, Hey, I do this because I feel freaking my good when I do, like, why would I not do it? It's yeah. almost harder to do then than it is to actually do. And that's what I tell a lot of my clients. It's like, okay, if there's something we're trying to a routine you're trying to cultivate or a habit that you're wanting to build, how can you make it easier to do than not to do? Mm. Yeah. And remove some of the tension around actually getting it done or doing it. Um, and then eventually, you know, the thing about routines and habits is routines are things that are very conscious. You do those, you have to plan those in. Those are part of a routine that you're doing. A habit is something that you just 
oh my, I just do because it's a, it just comes naturally. It's second nature. It's subconscious. And so something has to be a routine before it can become a habit. So practicing the routine over and over and over and over again makes that now become habit. It's like brushing your teeth. You, yeah. you <laughs> it's a routine. Like your parents have to tell you to brush your teeth multiple times for years yeah. until you're old enough where you just walk into the bathroom in the morning and you pick up your toothbrush and you catch yourself brushing your teeth without cognitively or consciously having to decide to do that or be told to. Do you believe in like the masculine and like feminine energy of like playing into like balance and structure? Like masculine is more doing, like making the routine, planning it out, you know, making a list of to do's, telling yourself you're going to do this. It's it's more of like you said, like the cognitive way of thinking of str- strategically planning your day and saying, this is what's going to make me feel good. And like the disciplinary action of like actually following through with the thing. But then the feminine is like you were saying is like the harmony side of things, the balance, the flow, the automatic, the creativity, the, the actual feeling of receiving that thing and, and, and implementing it and embodying the feeling of routine and like having actual a day-to-day life that feels nourishing to you and your body and your soul. And so that's something I've actually became so enlightened with, because I think all of us do have masculine and feminine energy, but it's just a matter of, like you said, how we decide to pour some of them into the right aligned buckets. (laughs) Right. Yeah, I think exactly. I've been, I've been learning a lot more about that too, as well, specifically, specifically for my own journey, because my, I was very masculine dominant. I had a very neglected feminine and I don't think that that's uncommon. Um, you could probably tell by how I'm speaking about things, but, um, Yeah, I think in order for me specifically, in order for my feminine to thrive, it needs to be contained in in a masculine um, Mm -hmm. structure. So I think, you know, my masculine typically does dominate, um, but but in order for my feminine to come out and as I'm embracing my feminine, it's still a new thing for me to be completely honest. I need the struck the the more masculine structure to thrive within my feminine. And I think, you know, that shows up for me as as a business owner, as I'm growing my business, as it's evolving, as it's shifting, as it's changing, I can feel the tendency for desiring structure, desiring the step by step, this is how you do it. And, you know, in that you do get lost when it like, it's like, okay, does this actually align with me? Does this feel good? Is this with flow? Is, am I following my intuition or am I just like, you know, following a a structure because that's what I feel like I need to do? Well, the masculine side of, I think fitness in general is, you know, needing to see results all the time, like needing to see the waterway go down, needing to see the scale go down, needing to, you know, sweat and, and overly over, overdo yourself at the gym until it's like like you said it becomes like a constant routine but then there's no like actual satisfaction of okay like I feel good with where I am I feel good with how I'm working out I feel good with what I'm eating and like that's the feminine side of feeling good and and actually implementing the daily habits and the, the daily routines outside of just doing the things that are required of you Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. I love that. I love that you brought up that conversation because 
you know, fitness, you need to be masculine, you need to be disciplined, you need to establish the routine. But then there's that feminine side where like, okay, that's supposed to be like teaching you and training your body to learn how to listen to your body, bring in intuition, it's not supposed to override that piece of listening to your body, honoring hunger and fullness cues, and not always just like, tracking your macros, tracking your nutrition, tracking your calories, getting to the gym, tracking what weights you're using, tracking how your weight's changing and fluctuating. Like there's also that piece that's just like, Hey, this is what it's like to like take care of your body as a healthy human. And it doesn't have to be driven by numbers or driven by even results driven. It should be driven by how you feel. It should be driven by your hunger and fullness cues. But I think we struggle to do that because of diet culture because of stigmas because of standards um because of those kinds of kinds of things um and I think when you really pull well like you really have to compartmentalize in my opinion like health fitness wellness I think we try to group them all together a little bit but they're they are very different energy and goals energies and 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 goals (laughs) yes what would you say are some like really like becoming more evolved on this journey of your own lifestyle and your own health and your own self-discovery and personal development? Um, what would you say is some of like the, the things that stand out to you now where you're like, wow, like I used to believe in that and it's completely wrong and it's completely like false about what's good for you. Like what's, what's truly meant for you to feel good about your body, feel good about who you are and some of some of the toxic stigmas around what you, what you what you teach being my own worst critic i think that that is something that i used to wear as a badge of honor i used to think that that was like oh <laughs> my own worst critic means that like i'm always pushing myself i'm always i'm going to shot like i need to be my own worst critic i need to like make sure and that was the perfectionist in me that was the extremist in me that was the success driven high achieving woman in me which is like a cool thing. Like, it's kind of cool to think about, like, to be your own worst critic can be cool in certain ways. And as an athlete, I was always praised for that. I was always praised. I was, uh, I was my own worst critic because that's what made me better, a better soccer player or better on the field or better in school, got better grades because I, you know, nothing was ever good enough, but nothing was ever good enough. So it's been super toxic to my own self-belief system and not being good enough is my core fears like my core limiting belief and core trauma that I've like struggled with throughout my journey and that I think everyone struggles with is not feeling like they're enough and so when I like came to this realization that like hey it's not cool to be your own worst critic at all like this isn't what's driving you to success and heck if it is driving you to success which you know I've had a lot of success in my life in my business in my in everything that I do, I'm, I, I've had a lot of success, but it's never given me the fulfilling success that I desired, like, because it was never good enough. No matter how much success I got, I never felt successful because I was always going to be my own worst critic in that and was never going to be good enough. And so it was going to be one achieved in a, a way that wasn't aligned with me and two, wasn't going to fulfill any type of purpose outside of it was going to be feeling a purpose outside of myself, not like my own core purpose and not feel fulfilling to me. So if I'm going to continue to drive 
for success. It can't be from this place of like lack or scarcity or not feeling like enough. Like I need to already believe that I'm enough. Like I, I am enough and any success outside of me, like, Hey, that's all extra. Like those are really cool accolades that add on top of like who I already am, but like me being me is already enough here. And when I do believe that I am enough, just the way that I am without any of these external accolades, heck accomplishing the successes that I want is going to be 10 times easier because I'm going to be doing in alignment. I'm going to believe in myself and believe that I'm worthy of those things. Like it has been a battle and uphill battle to accomplish the successes that I have, but it can actually feel easy when I actually believe that I'm worthy of it. And I'm actually like feeling like I'm enough, um, with that. So I would say having that major shift, um, has been like really huge for me. Um, I would say second to that, um, something that I wanted to kind of chat about off of that as something that I look back and I'm like, toxic that was just toxic gab like why did you let yourself do that was just like and I think it's super common it's just like living life and like running in a parasympathetic state 24 7 Mm. like stress and recognize thinking that I was a victim to stress when really I was choosing stress for myself and I think a lot of women and a lot of my clients we are just in a parasympathetic, or sorry, in a sympathetic state, running in a sympathetic state 24-7. We're just running in this sympathetic fight or flight, stressed, overwhelmed, never feeling good enough, more, more, do, 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 more, more, more yeah. all the time. And that causes, like, if you, stress is the number one cause of premature death in our society today. Like, that is so toxic to not just your mental health, but your physical health to your life in general. And for me as a, like a high achiever, like when I was in college, when I was back in school, when I was first growing my business, it was do, do, do more, more, more. Nothing was ever enough running in this sympathetic state, 24 seven of stress, overwhelm, uh, by my schedule, by my busyness. And I tell all my clients, like, we're not going to be able to avoid that but we need to learn how to change your perception to these things. Find gratitude within this. Find like romanticize your routine and your day and your life. Take some time. I, I say like, have a hot girl happy hour every single day with for yourself yes. where you just disconnect and you make yourself a priority. And that hot girl happy hour doesn't need to be like the woo woo, like freely I'm going to meditate or I'm going to journal or I'm going to read like all those things are amazing and I think you should incorporate them into your routine but a hot girl happy hour to me is just like hey in the routines that you're already doing how can you just be present in it just be Mm. present and stop thinking about the next thing or the next routine or the overwhelm or the stress or the fear like we are too you know, still tied to the past or fearful of the, of the future and never just in the present and in the here and in the now. And when we're able to do that, that's when we get into that parasympathetic rest, digest mode, our hormones are regulated, our stress levels are down, our digestion is flowing, we're feeling just calm and our nervous system is regulated. Like that will make a world of a difference in your emotional state, in, you know, your mental health, um, in just like yourself in general. So I would say that's like the second thing is that I lacked any thing or habit that would bring me to the present. 
And there's nothing wrong with being comfortable and, and settling for what you want, but settling for what you don't want because you're comfortable in the discomfort. Like you said, you're comfortable in the stress. You're comfortable in this uncertainty of who you are. You know, it's like, then you're just kind of sitting in the, behind the scenes of everything that could be on the other side of just pushing past this, the discomfort. Yeah. Yeah. I think like with, with that, like women, you just keep producing, you keep going, you keep adding stressors. You keep saying yes, because you are, that's, what's comfortable. That's what society tells you you need to do. We're told that we need to go, go, go achieve, achieve, achieve more, more, more extremes, 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 which puts you in this autopilot mode because none of that's ever actually fulfilling to you. You're just doing, you're just a doer. Like my clients say to me all the time, like, I just feel like life is a checklist. And every single day I have this long laundry list of things I have to check off and I'm just going throughout my day, checking it off. Nothing's ever fulfilling. Nothing's ever exciting. I don't, don't really have fun. Like I don't enjoy this. Like I, I, like life is not lifing for me. Life is just doing. And that's the autopilot that you're kind of talking about. And that is, you know, your life just in fight or flight mode, trying to do more and more and more running away from the fear of not being enough. So you're trying to do more. You have to, you know, your worth is based off of checking off this checklist every single day, instead of actually doing less, facing that fear of, if I do less, I will be less, or I won't like accomplish, or I w- or you know, challenging that status quo. That's almost that's way more uncomfortable than even the pain of living an unfulfilling life at this point. Mm-hmm. That we don't do it. We don't face that that immediate discomfort because we will prefer the instant gratification or the current comfort of staying in the routines, even though there are routines that are not serving you or that you're not enjoying or that are just kind of like this rat race, getting out of that rat race to actually face the, and challenge the status quo and challenge the limiting beliefs that you're not enough. And the only way to be enough is to keep doing more and keep stressing yourself out is really uncomfortable. Challenging the status quo that giving yourself rest, giving yourself a break, taking a hot girl happy hour every single day, being present is actually what's going to like accelerate you forward. Um, I think we don't, women don't realize that because it's really uncomfortable. It's really uncomfortable to take the hot girl out happy hour. It's really uncomfortable to slow yourself down and to challenge that status quo, challenge that limiting belief, like you were saying. So you stay in, in the familiar discomfort of autopilot. This stigma of success. I love this topic because not not only has like most of the world you know been struggling with this because it's like at the end of the day like I feel like we were also raised by by people and and parents that didn't really have a say of what success could really look like for them they just had to live through this like survivalistic mindset where you just got to the next day and you did the bare minimum to make sure everything was good you know and and living in or being raised in that environment. Um, I don't know about you, but that definitely was the case scenario for me where it was like, like you said exactly what you were explaining where it was like, I had to do, do, do. I had I like success to me. I, I felt like as somebody who was driven so much for success and being in my masculine, and like you said, wounded in the feminine, it's like success was so far out of reach. And I think that's why people don't really know how to reframe it, you know, cause they don't feel successful where they are, no matter how much money they're making, because there's always more to make 
or there's always another career to to try or there's always another degree to go for or there's always another routine to um, take action with. And there's just so many options for people that they get so overwhelmed that it's uncomfortable to, to even branch out of their of their whatever they're they're going through um, and just settling for for the same same shit like excuse my French right like the same yeah. the same things that they've yeah. been complaining about for years so yeah I think like you're saying like that stigma of success I think I kind of like brought something up to me when you're kind of sharing about how you were raised in that um I think that we are taught or raised in is that success is like this external thing that like we need X, Y, or Z in order to be or feel successful when really being and feeling successful is an internal job. It's like an internal thing that you have everything in your power in inside of you. You just have to choose to do it. You just have to choose to take action. You don't need anything, any of these external accolades, any of the structure, any of the systems, any of the anything to be successful. Like you have it inside of you to create success for yourself in just being you, just being authentic to yourself. And whatever that looks like will breed success. But we put on these masks or we create ourselves into something that we're not or who we think we need to be in order to be successful. And that's definitely a place that, you know, I've struggled with in my own journey as an entrepreneur, where I was like, oh, this is what a successful entrepreneur looks like. Her business has to, like my business has to look like this. And it has to be this like low ticket, high volume, as many, you know, staff members and clients served and all these things. I thought that that was like the only way to be successful. And then I was like, I, I like, how did this reality check to myself that like, Hey, I'm, I'm doing this. And like, heck, I don't feel any more successful, <laughs> even though the number, like the, the paycheck is going up. Like I'm not feeling that like what success would look like to me is like actually feeling fulfilled, actually me being in the coaching seat still. Like I had pulled myself out of the coaching seat to just be CEO. And like, that's not, that wasn't my vision of success. My vision of success was to be a coach. And so like, I can still create a way more successful business that feels successful, not just looks successful by really just turning inward and being like, Hey, it's, it's, it's me. Like I, I'm in the driver's seat. It's not what like other people deem as successful or what society will tell me is successful. I get to choose that and I get to choose how I feel about my business and about what I'm accomplishing. Yeah. Being in this state of enoughness, I think is yeah. where we need to start playing a factor towards, you know, like hundred yeah. percent. Like you said, it's like the only limiting belief is that we're not enough. Like we're not enough with the job that we have. We're not enough with the money we have. We need more, we need more to be validated, to be justified, to be confident, to be worthy. And it's like, who's saying that? Like who, who is saying that? Like your own worst inner critic. And like you said, it's like, you feel like, you know, you run on that inner critic all the time, 24 seven, because you think it's, it's going to get you to where you want to be. It's gotten you this far. It's It's been a part of your survivalistic mentality that you know it has to be right it has to be true it has to make sense right yeah at the end of the day it's like it you get to decide what gets to be true about you you know I, I usually 
go through like these two different two or three different scenarios when I come up with like a limiting belief where I sense some type of fear or send some type of thought that's like telling me I'm not enough for something or telling me I'm not good enough or telling me I need more of something I'm like does this get to be true about me you know does this get to be true about what I want does this get to be true or is this somebody else's version of, of truth and like you said turning back to your truth and knowing that you are capable and worthy of having the, the result that you want you know um it really just comes back to not having the fear of having that thing or deciding that it gets to be true that you are going to be successful no matter what I think you know yeah and I think one of the really important things that I've come to term when it comes to inner critic healing like not feeling like enough is really having a lot of compassion for yourself around that inner critic because that inner critic is really just trying to keep you safe it's just trying to make you a thriving piece of society like your inner critic is a wounded past version of you who has been conditioned to think or feel this way about yourself and about who you need to be to be enough and so your inner critic is really just trying to make sure that you are the most successful freaking person ever it's just doing it in a way that's like not in alignment with you um Wow. Like I said, like my inner critic would had this positive intention for me to be successful, yet it it actually wasn't. And so like really wouldn't like for me, I have a lot of conversations with my inner critic of like, yeah. hey, I get that you're just trying to help me. You're just trying to push me. You're just trying to make me successful. But like that's not on my terms. Like that's not my version of success. And so like yes thank you. But like, no, thank you. Um, I'm going to drive my journey this direction, um, with the same passion, with the same energy, with the same, more passion, more energy, more purpose, more alignment. Um, and so really just for me having a lot of compact, I, I was always kind of like down on myself for like why I had this really loud my clients like to call it like these inner demons and these inner voices and just remembering like they it's with good intention. Like that is your, your inner demons actually have a good intention for you. They're not trying to harm you or hurt you or hold you back in any way, but they are because they're coming from these external things that aren't internal to you. Like you said, having self-awareness and I think coming to terms with like a higher sense of self, um, and I, trust me, I get you with the whole like having conversations with like your inner child or like your inner inner critic. And it's like, okay. And just having the love to thank the voice, thank, thank the inner critic towards whatever it is that you're trying to achieve or trying to do. It really does come down to making sure that you're safe going through with it anyway. Mm -hmm. Right. So that's that's incredible. I love that example and I love everything we talked about in regards to success and 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 the toxic hustle culture and and the and, you know when it comes to like health and fitness too it's like it really does come down to how you decide to perceive yourself every single day consciously subconsciously doing the work and feeling safe in a state of knowing that you are enough. And whatever it is that you truly desire, you know, tapping into desire, into feeling, into embodying more than just the masculine. Yeah. And I mean, that's my entire vision is like 
define. My business is called Define because I'm here to help women like redefine all of those things, redefine success, redefine productivity, redefine beauty, redefine confidence. Like that needs to be on your own terms in your own life because that harmony that we were talking about earlier, like it looks different for absolutely everyone. Like there's no one's harmony, no one harmony, no one sound, no one music is the same. And that's what makes it so beautiful. And that's what makes it work for you is because yours is unique. Yours is unique. And I think if you're continuing to try to slap someone's full day of eating onto yours or someone else's meal plan or someone else's diet program or someone else's business plan, business desires, you know, content on social media or, you know, version of success onto yours, it's not ever going to feel fulfilling. It's not going to work for you. And so you need to really redefine that for yourself. Um, because for me, I, I've experienced the burnout. I've experienced the autopilot. I've experienced the lack of fulfillment in success when I was defining it by someone else's version or what I thought I needed to because of stigmas or society. Same with my body. I have literally driven myself into an eating disorder in doing that, in thinking and following unrealistic beauty standards and toxic diet culture rules, taking myself to extremes because I thought that, you know, those external things were going to determine what was going to work for me and my body and my lifestyle and taking myself to extremes with that. So I think it, you know, really just all comes down to redefining whatever you're going after in your life, whatever your current goals are, redefining them, making sure that they're in alignment with you and integrity with you um, and, and what you're really driving towards and after. Oh, goodness. I love mm -hmm. this conversation. I feel like we talked so much more than just, you know, the basic level of what we were discussing in the, in the questions. And so I just think this really expanded more deeper into more of just the subconscious level of self-awareness and, you know, intuition and, and genuine mindset around how you choose to identify with certain areas of your life. Cause that's really what personal development is about. Like, this is what everybody doesn't is, is not in alignment with, like, they're not aware with, you know, they just think they want a specific result, but there's so much more that you get to untangle beneath that result of doing the rewiring, doing the rewriting, doing the shifts, doing the breakthroughs and really climbing up the ladder of where that result gets, like what that result means to you, I think, you know, cause it's like, if you were just to like magically get the result tomorrow, you wouldn't actually have the mindset or the the actual identity behind that thing. And like you said, you'd still be living in a state of not enough. Like you need more, right? Right. So I think yeah. that's so, so powerful. And I, I love yeah. that. <laughs> I, love, I love that you brought in that piece of identity because I think, you know, when you, if you're like, okay, Gab, well, how do I actually define these things for myself? How do I redefine them? What does that look like? It comes down to identity. It comes down to figuring out and taking your identity away from all these external things that you're driving towards and really going inward, really doing the subconscious rewiring, really creating an identity for yourself that is completely internal and has nothing to do with anything outside of you. And when you're able to take time to really reflect and go inward and create that identity for yourself, um, that like really getting connected with your inner child, your ego, 
befriending your 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 interconnect, befriending these things, recognizing how how and when they're coming up will help you stay true to your actual authentic truth, your yourself. And with that becomes the purpose, becomes the the mission, the vision that is authentic, that is in alignment and that you can you can drive towards. Um, so I know that that's like totally not health and fitness related, but no, um, it's totally like, cause this is like a whole entire like aspect of what I was, you know, definitely looking to give, you know, my audience and your audience, like a taste of is like knowing that, you know, sometimes it's not about like the dream of whatever it is that you're, you're aiming towards. It's really about the inner work that comes with behind the scenes of having that result of having that outcome you know, and that's honestly what I believe you and me and many other coaches, like, that's why we became so passionate about what we do, because it's really just trying to break people out of the mold of only wanting and, and and going into more of like your inner desires, like reframing exactly what it is that you were put on this earth to do. And like you said, living in alignment with that thing, living in alignment with that purpose because every day we wake up with a purpose and we wake up with an intention, but we don't actually look at the bigger picture of what we're going to feel like or achieve or have or do or think and how it's going to satisfy us at the end of the day, you know? Yeah, exactly. I, I love that you put that into terms. And I think, you know, relating it back to health and fitness is like, you can see all the weight loss that you want. You can look as ripped and toned and shredded as you desire, but that doesn't mean that you're going to look in the mirror and see that if you don't take the right approach, if you don't take the right, if you don't use the right process, if you don't establish the habits, the routines, the personal integrity that comes throughout the journey, if you don't enjoy the journey while you're doing that, if you're not doing the inner work while you're doing that and just changing the reflection and not the perception of the reflection, you're never going to feel good. You're, You're never going to feel accomplished or good enough or, or, you know, whatever the case may be. So like you said, if you're always focused on that, you know, end goal, that end result and not the process and the journey and making sure that the process and the journey that you're going on is in alignment with you, um, you know, is building up that own personal integrity. I, I wrote even in here as like an answer to one of the questions is like, wellness is not about accomplishing a certain appearance for yourself or a certain end goal. It's about living in integrity with yourself. And with that's the daily actions, that's the inner work, that's the personal development, that's the figuring out your identity and what's in alignment with that and living that out every single day. Yeah. Yeah. hundred <laughs> percent. I couldn't agree more. <laughs> okay. I'm, I, this has been such a lovely episode and I love everything we talked about. Um, is there anything else that you would love to, to discuss before we, we, wrap it up. No, I, I love jamming on all of this and how all of it's so intertwined and interconnected. And I thank you so much for inviting me onto this platform to share my little two cents and my piece of my journey. I've definitely been through it all health and wellness, entrepreneurship, all the different journeys. Um, and yeah, excited to share, to share my purpose and mission with whoever's here to listen. (laughs) Yes. Is there anything you're currently promoting right now that you would love to share? I know you were just launching an offer, right? Yeah, I did actually just launch an (laughs) offer and crazy. I had like a mentorship call this morning. It's funny that you asked because I had a mentorship call this morning and after it, I was like, you know what? 
like, I need to just give away this offer for free. I like had this like whole awakening. So I actually am launching a current offer. It's called fully, uh, fully free. It's a six week online course to help you fully break free from disordered eating body dysmorphia. It's, you know, a very good integration of health, wellness, the structure, masculine piece of things with also the embodiment, the emotional eating, healing, um, mindset side of things as well, um, to heal both and help you just develop a healthier relationship with food and your body. So that it is free and it will be on my page. Uh, I'm opening enrollment until February 26th. So if any of you are listening before then, um, you can jump in and go through that course. Other than that, you can work with me one-on-one. Um, I do health and wellness coaching and mindset mentorship. Yay. Oh my goodness. That's so amazing. I love that. Everyone loves free value, right? Um, yeah. yeah. I was like, you know what? This needs to be, this needs to be out there for free. Um, so yeah, I'm excited for as many women to join me as possible throughout those next six weeks.